Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stagecraft is brought to you by the Geffen Playhouse. Don't miss Tony Award nominee Marin Ireland, now on stage, in Ironbound. TotalTheater.com declares, brilliantly written, acted, and directed, Ironbound is the best play presently running in L.A. And Stage and Cinema raves, Marin Ireland is mesmerizing and deeply moving. Now on stage through March 4th in the Gil Cates Theater. Don't wait. Visit GeffenPlayhouse.org today for tickets, cast info, and more. You're listening to Stagecraft, Variety's theater podcast, taking you behind the scenes with the stars and creators of the biggest shows on Broadway and beyond. I'm your host, Variety's theater editor, Gordon Cox. On this episode of Stagecraft, I'm talking to some of the people behind Frozen, the big, buzzy Broadway musical that's based on Disney's smash hit animated feature. It's one of the most hotly anticipated new shows of the spring season, and it's coming to you from a team that includes director Michael Grandage, designer Christopher Oram, and stars Casey Levy and Patty Murin. All of them are here with me in the studio to talk about how you adapt a beloved screen title for a theater audience that knows the story, loves the characters, and can sing every single word to let it go. I'll talk first with the women who are playing Elsa and Anna on stage. Hi, Casey and Patty. Thanks for being here. Hi. Thanks for having us. So now, for the listeners who don't know... Casey, you play Elsa, mm-hmm. who's sequestered away from her family because of her magical ice powers. And Patty plays Anna, who just wants to build a snowman with her sister, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think, you, I think you pretty much nailed it. Now, both of you first took on your roles in the musical's pre-Broadway run in Denver over the summer. And as I understand it, the fan reaction was pretty intense, right? Can you tell us about it? Yeah, it was really... It was really lovely to see how this show affects people of all ages and their love for the story and for the music and for the the bond between the sisters transcends, you know, above 
at all ages, truly, women would come in groups with their friends. They would come on date nights, you know, and the how, amount how much of costume was there. There were, there were definitely, there's definitely a lot of, um, a lot of costumes. People really got into the spirit of it. Um, dressing up Anna, Elsa of again, all ages. Um, and, um, we even had a couple of Olaf's and a, we had a family of four come as Anna, Elsa, Olaf and Kristoff. And that no. was truly amazing. <laughs> truly. So it, it's, it was, it was really incredible to see how much they connected to that enough that, you know, the women would want to come and, and, you know, like actually represent who we were playing. Right. <laughs> and so how intimidating is that for you as actresses, Casey, what, what's it like to take on a role that obviously has so much expectation uh, attached to it. Yeah, well, it's funny because this this character, Elsa, deals a lot with expectation and her trouble with that. Um, and I think that it's something we both relate to. We've both played you know, leading roles on Broadway before in, in big productions, um, but this is certainly on another level, I would say. And it is a responsibility because people love Frozen so much and they love these sisters so much and they know the characters inside and out from the film. Um, so... It, we have to sort of, in a way, like, have a healthy amount of denial going into it, just in order to, <laughs> to do our job. Did you hesitate at all, either of you, in terms of no. taking nope. the job? Okay. Not a, nope. No, no, yeah. not yeah. for a yeah. second. Yeah. Which, Sorry, doesn't, which doesn't equate, though, um, not, not thinking about the, sure. the weight of it. Um, but, yeah, I don't think either of us hesitated. We were thrilled and excited beyond belief. But yeah, you do. You sort of have to look the other direction in order to do your job. And like, luckily, we have such a bond, the two of us. Did you two know mm -hmm. each other before? We, we knew each mm -hmm. other, but we'd never worked together. Never. Right. Not in a reading, not for a concert, yeah. nothing. It, this yeah. is, yeah. yep. But we were... Immediately, we were friends. Our husbands yeah. have known each other for longer than we've known our husbands. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so oh, we had a lot okay. of connections when we yeah. finally got to work and together. We have tons of mutual friends from mm -hmm. different shows that we've each worked with them. And everyone was like, oh, you guys are going to hit it off. And they were right. Yep. Mm -hmm. right. Yep. And so then how do you prepare for a role like this? Do you go back and watch the movie? Do you ignore the movie? Do you... We, we, we did not. Yeah. We didn't. And I think it kind of came down to when you have the creators of the movie, when you have Kristen and Bobby Lopez and Jen Lee in yep. the room with you, they are the ones that you want to ask the questions of. They are the ones with the answers. And so I... I, I I don't think we ever felt it was necessary to go back and watch the movie and see how that was because we had, but we both saw the movie. Sure. Of course. Yes. We both saw it and loved it. Did you like it? Yeah. Love. Oh my yeah. gosh. We both saw it. I went on a date night and she went with a group of friends. Mm -hmm. So we both saw it as, you know, yeah. as women and, you know, just, and loved it as, as, as adults. And, and that so. Is, that's so true what you're saying about having the creators in the room because they dreamed all of this up. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But then even to go further with it as well, we have 12 new songs. We have all this new material for these characters that people think that they know from the film. We kind of get to go a lot deeper in the musical. And so that is creating on the spot with the characters. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, rewatching the film wouldn't necessarily assist us in, yeah. in cracking those nuts, you know? So mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty fun to know that the world is about to experience sort of like a new level with Frozen and see some new colors from these characters that they already know and love. Mm -hmm. And Patty, what's your favorite song to sing? Oh, my favorite song to sing. You do not sing Do You Want to Build a Snowman, though, right? Because that's a younger actor. You have to come to the show. I know, yeah, okay. you have to come and see it. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Changes abound yeah. every day here. So, <laughs> um, I have to say that there is just nothing like the feeling of singing for the first time in forever, because um, it is essentially the top of at the very beginning of my show, and so right. and just with everyone 
coming on stage and just the the excitement of the song and the, what it sort of promises mm. and being able to experience just unadulterated joy for for so much of that joy and a little bit of fear but mostly excitement before you know all the the, the conflict starts and everything right. um and there's just nothing there's just nothing like it it's there's nothing like it and what what is new about your character that you have responded to in, in this version? Um, I mean, the thing is that I think that Anna and Elsa, you know, they are Anna and Elsa. But we get to, like Casey said, we get to dig so much deeper and we get to go into the intricacies of of how they're dealing with all of these all of these issues and all of their relationships. So all of their relationships with with Elsa and with Kristoff and with Hans, they all get to operate on so many different, more minute levels um, than was actually even possible for for an animated film. Um, and so she, so Anna, gets to truly have those moments. She has this wonderful ballad in Act Two called "True Love" that. Um, Kristen and Bobby wrote that is it, it like it, it is her it's her just like wearing her heart and and being what at what she thinks is the end of her journey and kind of looking back on her life and um and so that is really that's a really great moment that um that you know it's one of those that happens so so fast in the in the movie but we actually get to sit and, and explore it and turn it into a, a I think a beautiful piece of music that they wrote yeah. And so, Casey, now I have to ask you the question that you must get asked all the time, which is how do you sing Let It Go eight times a week? Yeah. Oh. Brilliantly. Uh, that was Patty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. She's Imagine. like, oh, I sing it brilliantly. <laughs> it was the first thought. Thanks for that was me. That was me. That was me. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> um, you just get on stage and do it. You know what I mean? You yeah. just, you recognize the insanity that you are the person that gets to sing the song, the, the human that gets to sing it in the stage version and be the person on the recording and the person that people see on Broadway do this role but you just stop thinking about all those things and then you just sing the song. <laughs> but I imagine there are things in terms of technique that you have to do oh, in yeah. order to, sus to sustain that kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. It's a big old song. Well, yeah, yeah, right? And I'm wearing 15 pounds of clothing in it so <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Um, and there's, you know, I'm shooting fire out of my hands. Fire? Ice out of my hands. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like wow, so Am I, is this Game of Thrones? Yeah. Right. No, there's a lot of things. But it's, it's right. such a great song. It's written so beautifully, so like you don't have to do much other than make sure you're acting it, make sure you're in the world of the story. Right. You know, Michael Granage, our director, and I, we spoke a lot about not letting it become like some sort of crazy rock concert, actually just really investing in right. what's happening um, and ignoring the fact that it's the act one closer and ignoring the fact that it won the Oscar for best song. These are sure. things that are just not helpful for the actor yeah. mind. <laughs> So we have to like shove those away. You and mentioned that making it not like a like a rock song is the uh, what's the audience response or what was the audience response at Denver? It's, was it's it like, like a rock, a rock concert? concert? I mean, yeah, yeah. They no. scream and they cry. They cry. Yeah. I mean, she makes people cry. Sure. Yeah. Is there singing so along? The is there singing along? <laughs> there is happens? a little singing along. It depends. At the matinees, there's a little more singing mm -hmm. along than in the evening shows. I think the younger yeah. kids tend to um, sing along a little more than the adults. But you know, I think there's a lot of people making themselves stop singing along realizing yep. that like oh we're, we're not at a movie we're, we're at a Broadway show so we have to these are people up there um yep. but even when we hear it it's, it kind of feeds into the energy of yeah you know we know people love this show and we're excited that we're doing it for them so it's all good and what is your favorite song to sing Casey it's funny nobody's actually asked it in that way and I guess it is let it go I've been talking about how exciting my other songs are because they're new and the world hasn't heard them yet and they're out of this world 
I have a second act song that I think rivals Let It Go. It's a huge oh, wow. sort of... Yeah. What's it called? It's called Monster. Okay. And I keep describing it as like a Kelly Clarkson power ballad. It's a badass song. And it's yeah. sort of like a radio song. I think it's going to be... I think people are going to love it. And I also have this first act, I Want song um, called Dangerous to Dream that's really beautiful mm. that we get to see what's going on in Elsa's head during coronation and, and just before... And that's like a, a beat we miss in the movie, and it's really nice to explore that. Yeah, that's, that was actually my next question. The question I asked Patty, which for you was, mm-hmm. what's new in the character that you really yeah. respond to? There's a Stuff ton like that. that's new for Elsa. Yeah. We really get to understand her a little bit more, and mm-hmm. especially at the top of the show, before things go poorly between us, when mm-hmm. we get to see more of Anna and Elsa together, mm-hmm. right. and um, the sisterly joy that they have for just a fraction mm-hmm. longer. And I think that that sets us up quite well as we move into the rest of the show. Um, but yeah, we get to explore not just... Like, Let It Go isn't sort of the the um, only really big moment for Elsa now in the in the musical, because mm-hmm. this monster song in the second act is her sort of contemplating, is the world better off without me? And if I went away for good, mm. um, would everybody else's problems be solved? Right. And that's a whole color we don't get. Um, and it's a really nice launch sort of into the back end of the show mm-hmm. and into our reunion mm-hmm. at the end to have these two characters. It's sort of Patty has true love and I have monster and we are really grappling with these big ideas. And then we find our way back to each other. And I think it just means more at the end. Mm-hmm. And what, f- from your perspective as actors, how much is changing between Denver and Broadway? They keep saying, Michael keeps, uh, Michael Grandage, our director, keeps throwing out um, 30%. Does that feel accurate? Yeah, yeah because mm-hmm. honestly, in on the page, like getting the new script, it was like, oh, okay, there's things that are different. But it's it's not just about like the lines that are changing or lyrics that are changing. It's it's uh, some certain scenic elements, um, costumes, uh, a whole entire production numbers, uh, three of them have been completely revamped. So yeah, I would say, and they're... And the changes are also, even the small ones that, you know, if they just add a, a few words or drop a few words, mm-hmm. they're so smart. So it really, truly changes so much about the show as opposed to just being like, oh, this is just a better line. They, mm-hmm. they, it's, all, it's all very intentional. Mm-hmm. Truly, they, they had a really clear vision after, after Denver of how, what they wanted to do with it to make it, you know, to, how they wanted to present it here. And I think they really nailed it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. they, I think the main takeaway from Denver was we know that we've got a really good show, and now we need to make it really sparkle. And in doing all of these little tiny revisions, we've just made the story clearer mm-hmm. and clearer and more concise. Yeah. So it, it just sort of goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. And yeah. Going into it again, what do you know now that will help you as you go into it again? Oh, a lot. No. I think, yeah, knowing what's knowing what's required of our bodies, yes. mm-hmm. I think, is the biggest thing, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's an exhausting show for mm-hmm. the two of us, and it's the most fulfilling show as mm-hmm. well. I mean, we yeah. love these roles, yeah. and it's such an exciting moment for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it takes a lot of stamina yeah. and a lot of reserves and sort of navigating your whole day leading up to the yeah. show, which, frankly, every Broadway actor, dancer, singer has to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, having yeah. sort of had a little run in our back pocket already, I think we have more information about mm-hmm. what we need to do to prepare yeah. leading into this crazy opening time. And it was also really nice to come back to rehearsals because last time we started rehearsals for Denver, it was all of us kind of getting to know 
everyone in the room, create, you know, creative team, the cast, our crew, our stage mat, like every, it was, and this time coming back for the first time, I was like, oh my God, it's so good to see you all. And like, when we go into tech next week, we're going to be so excited to see our crew in there and all of our designers and all of their assistants. It's like, we truly are that Denver made us a family. And so there, there's more, the, the joy is, is more, um, you know, instant and, and natural this time around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see the show. Yeah. yeah thank you guys for chatting you. with me. <laughs> nice to talk to you. Thank you. That was the two stars of the Disney musical Frozen, Casey Levy and Patty Murin. I'll be talking to director Michael Grandage and designer Christopher Oram right after this. Stagecraft is brought to you by the Geffen Playhouse. Don't miss Tony Award nominee Marin Ireland now on stage in Ironbound. Totaltheater.com declares... Brilliantly written, acted, and directed, Ironbound is the best play presently running in L.A. And Stage and Cinema raves, Marin Ireland is mesmerizing and deeply moving. Now on stage through March 4th in the Gil Cates Theater. Don't wait. Visit geffenplayhouse.org today for tickets, cast info, and more. Welcome back to Stagecraft. We're talking about Disney's upcoming musical, Frozen, soon to begin previews at the St. James Theater. And I'm joined here in the studio by the director, Michael Grandage, and designer, Christopher Oram. Michael and Christopher, thanks for being here. Um, Now, the two of you have worked on musicals before, of course. You staged the most recent Broadway revival of Evita, for example. Um, But here in this country, at least, you're best known for work on plays like Red and the Cripple Vinishman and the Hamlet with Jude Law. Um, Does Frozen feel like a departure for you? Um, well, it's the first time we've b- worked on a new musical together. We've only ever done uh, revivals. Which is significantly a different thing, yeah? That's a whole different thing, <laughs> and we're enjoying the process because it's a very, very different process. Mm-hmm. We're working with um, uh, composers and writers who are prepared to um, go on a much bigger journey creating something rather than take something on, as we've done before, as a revival and just uh, take the material and reinvent it. So and these creators have all worked on the film, or mostly have worked on the film. The, all yeah, them, all yeah. the the songwriters and the and the scriptwriter. Yeah, they've all worked on the film before, and they're all coming to want to create something new. That's the nice thing about right. it for us. I think it's fair to say that they're not saying, "Please let can you just put the film on stage?" Right. They're saying, "You know, let's uh, let's develop it and let's um, do something different with the medium." That's right, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. It's less a departure and more a development. It's sort of you know, it's just another stage of a journey that one goes on with yeah. work. And it's it's exciting to you know do something on this scale, and with this new you know, in this new medium with us. So, yeah. Is uh, what and so what was the what was the attraction then for you? Was the did you hesitate at all? This is this is obviously a project that comes with extremely extreme fan expectations. Um, did that uh, give you any pause, either of you, Christopher? Go ahead. No, not at all. Yeah, it was just so exciting as a project. I love Disney animated movies. I have all my life so it's kind of a proper full-time life childhood ambition to have done something like this so yeah right. it's been totally the best thing right. and for and me i think it's all i've always tried to do something in my career where i'm always trying to push myself a little bit out of the comfort zone so when just when you think you know how to direct a play and you think you then it's best to take on something else and so a musical is always good but a new musical is its own thing so mm-hmm. yeah in that respect for me it's just something that is uh uh, an exciting development of my own career, but frankly, it's the material of this particular piece that excites me because I think, and I've always uh, said this since uh, the idea came to me of being involved, that the thing that's attracted me is that it takes on a lot of what we do work together on Shakespeare, and it has this huge Shakespearean suite, 
piece. And, uh, and I have to say that taking on a new musical where we can do something that we do understand in terms of those great five-act pastoral comedies that exist out there that we've both done together and right. uh, applying some of that to it has been particularly exciting for me. So you were a fan of the film, it sounds like, before the... Yeah, did you I know saw it? the did film. You, did yeah, you both well, know it? He, yeah, he took me to the film when Aww, it came out. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Kim it's easy that way around. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I saw it and liked it a lot and responded to it. But no, didn't see it again until the idea came up that they wanted right. to put my name forward for it. And then I looked at it again. And so this is, this is a question for both of you. What's the philosophy of the production in terms of the balance between being faithful to the heart of the story and then creating, as you mentioned earlier, Michael, uh, creating, going deeper or creating new material or broadening or whatever. Like, what, is, what do you, how well, do you that think is, about that, that? That is the philosophy, which is that you can do some, uh, you know, well, first of all, we're not, we're not dealing with animated people. We're dealing with real people. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, and real acting. So, you know, the, uh, one of the things that I particularly enjoy and I've always enjoyed is developing uh, relationships with actors to be able to make things come to life in that particular way. And we're doing that with this piece. But to, yeah, pick up what you just said, we're going much deeper uh, because we can. This is not. This is much, This is longer than the movie. Uh, we can develop characters. We can take people in different. How many directions. new songs? You know, I never know the answer oh. to that. Is it about fifteen? I think fifteen. Fifteen yeah. new songs. Yeah. Is that, yeah wow, that's like, a lot. Yeah. I mean, I guess there weren't ultimately there that weren't many songs, songs in the mu- in the movie. Yeah, they right? don't tend yeah. to be in the animated yeah. films. Right. The, they always feel like there's more music than there is. Right. Right. But this is definitely yeah. been enhanced massively by yeah. the new score. But they're all equally as good as the old songs. That's what's wonderful about it. And you right. hear them for the first time. They've, they've the greatest compliment you can say is you, you listen to the new songs and think, was that in the movie? Because mm-hmm. it's sort of like, it feels so mm-hmm. kind of part of the world. Mm-hmm. And they're all different. They all have different kind of genres, musical genres that they all kind of appeal to. But somehow they all fit seamlessly into the world that has both Let It Go and In Summer already, you know, by way of contrast of how, you know, how brilliant the music is, right. you know, even just right. from the, the film itself. And then for your work, Christopher, in terms of taking these animated sort of characters and locations and putting them on stage. How do you, how much do you forget all that? How much are you inspired by the, the animated version? What, what's that? The fascinating thing about the process is you, you go to the actual source, you go to Norway, you look at the photographs, you look at the costume from the real people. And then of course what you realize is that's exactly what the animators did six years ago. And I've got the, the same photographs of the same mountain that is clearly the mountain that inspired the animated version of it. So, and they spend a lot of time, a lot of hard work doing that. And the work they do is just beyond compare. I mean, it's beautiful, the detailing, the way that they hand paint their wooden um, you know, furniture and, and architecture in Norway is repeated in the movie. And then we do it on stage, but with our own, you know, our own take and twist on it. Um, same with the costumes. And again, the, the costumes in this, more than most animated movies, are so iconic in terms of her blue dress and, and Anna's ball gown and stuff. So that you know, they are costumes that you want to, or looks you want to recreate, but you can do three-dimensionally and with actual, you know, with physical, you know, um, materials and stuff like that. So you can actually go that step further with them. And in the end of the day, they've got to behave on stage. They've, they've got to be quick changeable and they've got to be kind of launderable and stuff like that. So there are all sorts of other issues that you have to kind of deal with taking a kind of iconic look and then recreating it for a real body in real time. That's got to be able to sing and wear three mic packs and do all those kind of bits and pieces that you know. Dance. An animated character doesn't have yeah. to. Do. <laughs> right, um, right. Yeah, so, right. yeah, there's that to contend with. And what do you consider, Michael? What do you consider the biggest 
departure from the film in the show? Uh, we had to reinvent. Uh, we didn't have to, but we chose to reinvent certain things, like the trolls in the movie. Um, Why? Why was that? Well, partly because um, they, you know, they're boulders that come to life in the movie, and practically on stage, we've got people, and we thought if we start with people, what kind of people could they be? And also, when Christopher and I went to Norway, we found and got quite excited by this whole. Um, um, mythical element of the huldra and, and how that comes into play and how we can use these and those are what, they're they're human, the, well they're human are beings yeah. with tails and deep part of um uh, norwegian myth and uh, you know we, we we even we were even shown around by a kid um or a young person who was saying to us you know his own parents uh, used to say don't go into the woods you know they, they might capture you so they're growing up even now in the second in the first half of the, of this century right. with that going on right. and i just think bringing that uh, whole element into our piece excited us because we can use we've got this fantastic ensemble um, and uh, we and to be able to use their physical qualities in a way that relates to something that was there uh, in in the story for us there's um, so so we yeah so we shifted that and we've uh, looked at the way we open the piece that's a very it's got a very different opening and a very different way in and so working on a new musical like this uh, you alluded to this Michael but it so many things change and the minute you change a a production number then the design changes right mm. and so how do yes. you how, how do you navigate that what does like how christopher how flexible do you have to like when when do you have to stop being flexible a in terms of what you've got and then michael when do you yeah <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> how no. do you figure this out it's um our, jo- our job is to respond to the demands of the rehearsal room so we get the notes at the end of every day and you look through them and kind of go thanks for that um, you know, I'm sure we can solve that some way. And we're very lucky because we're, obviously we're working with producers who really want to get it right as well. And, and I think there are some circumstances, circumstances, situations where you just, it's a flat out no because you kind of think, you know, don't just then ask for stuff you know you can't do or afford. Whereas everyone here has been so fantastic and so accommodating trying to make it work so that when we get a request for something, we absolutely properly start investigating it before we kind of go yeah that's just defying the laws of physics and, and gravity and the way I see our jobs the way I see our jobs anyway is that we are interpretive artists with an amazing creative brief that's what we are we're creative people but we're interpretive artists and the people we're interpreting are the writers so uh, we've got these people who've got this vision for the piece and they've invited us as part of that collaborative process but the first thing we need to do is honour what they've done and put it on stage somehow and and in, as part of that, we get to be creative ourselves, and we get we get we get to interpret it our, ourselves, and it's a very collaborative process. But I think I think the important thing is that the, the the material is there for us to interpret first. It's not the material is there now. What shall we perversely do that isn't there? It's let's take it and see how we bring that with our own. We have you know we, we've worked together. Over, 20 odd years now and we have a very strong aesthetic and and I guess um, I know for a fact that partly we were hired because that aesthetic is out there in the place and people know what it is and that they wanted that brought to this new production of Frozen. And what, following the first production in Denver, what, coming out of it what did you learn from that production and what was most important to you to work on? Well a ton of stuff really, I mean you it's, it's been weird for us because we've been on it 
for a relatively short period of time, but in the period of time we've been on it, we've been working with these people, not in a tunnel, but together. A about, year? About a year. Just, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Like, just over a year right. now. And when we emerged from this tunnel in Denver, we realized we were in a room with 2,700 people every night. Right. And, uh, Most and of them dressed as also not. A lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them. And we listened to them. We listened to them. And we listened to, our, we listened to each other. We listened to the creative team. We listened to all the people who are professionally paid to adjudicate our work. They all came, you know, and... and that, that, that collective voice uh, helps us understand what we've got and we've made about 30% change to okay. the show in Denver I would say yeah. I mean it, it, we've never really done a, an out of town like that so no. it was fascinating luxury, to see, really. a luxury oh, that's to interesting see yeah I see how that's um, see how that's true yeah. Yeah. And, and actually to be able to step away from it and, and, and that was the point Michael alluded to just now you know, when we were looking to change things it wasn't just a case of just chuck money at it to change things it was like no we'll go through it beat by beat point by point um, and work out what was actually important to us to sort of to, to tell the story properly to, to, you know, to absolutely focus down on the humanity of it as well that's the thing um, which is I think the, the biggest change from it's not adding more scenery. It's not adding more stuff. It's actually taking stuff away and focusing it more and keeping the human story at the heart of it. So in spite of you know, there being a reindeer and a talking snowman, you know, it's ultimately a very human story about siblings, and that's what the, the process... We, I think we got sidetracked a bit in Denver. We're trying to show off a bit too much, a bit too much kind of business and stuff, and now so everything's kind of being slightly tightened and sharpened, and in the much smaller space that the James is. And obviously, it's much smaller than, than, than Denver. Oh, right. um, we're in this much more intimate house, which is beautiful, and it's going it's to feel and look amazing in there because suddenly you're in the room with them in a way that um, you, we perhaps weren't at, at the Buell, although it was fantastic for us right. to be able to kind of use that space and those facilities as well. Right. Uh, so the, the snowman and the reindeer, are the puppetry is involved in creating those, yes, as yeah. I understand yeah. it. I didn't get a chance to see it in Denver. Everyone I know emerged from that production talking about the dress moment. And I... Suspect you will not, you magicians will not reveal we the secret can't. to your trips. We'd have to kill you. <laughs> Does it work every time? That yes. is my question. Yeah? <laughs> is that true? Well, it does now. Yes. <laughs> Part of the process of getting your mean it didn't work every time as you, as you practice what you want to do and how you want to achieve it because you have to get to a place where um, you understand what you want to achieve first and then make it work. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a process like everything to get to that point. But, yeah, I'm touching wood, obviously. If I can, and say, yeah, we want. We, the idea is that it works every time, and that, and that we need to we need to do something miraculous in front of you, in front of the audience. We just need she needs to change from one version of Elsa into another. That's it's a pretty straightforward thing. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see it and the rest of the show. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. Nice to talk to you. Thank Thanks you. for being here. Thank Love you very much. Thank you very much. That was Michael Grandage and Christopher Oram, the director and designer of Broadway's Frozen, starring Casey Levy and Patty Murin in a production that opens at the St. James Theatre March 22nd. On the next episode of Stagecraft, I'll be talking to Gillian Jacobs, the actor from shows like Community and Netflix's Love, and Hamilton director Thomas Kale about their latest project, the off-Broadway play at the public, Kings. Until then, see you at the theatre. Stagecraft is brought to you by the Geffen Playhouse. Don't miss Tony Award nominee Marin Ireland, now on stage, in Ironbound. TotalTheater.com declares, brilliantly written, acted, and directed, Ironbound is the best play presently running in L.A. And Stage and Cinema raves, Marin Ireland is mesmerizing and deeply moving. Now on stage through March 4th in the Gil Cates Theater. Don't wait. 
Visit geffenplayhouse.org today for tickets, cast info, and more. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.